here we are with my friend Marina Franklin, who's been filling in on Fusion Live all this week down here in Miami. And there's some words that you should really know. Like, uh, have you learned irregardless? Irregardless. <laughs> Excellent! Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host. Mark Scalia, I was just in the middle of doing something. You would think I would be better prepared for the show, and then I start doing something, and it distracts me entirely. So uh, welcome to the show, and I'll get to where I need to be in a moment. You're listening to Radio Regardless. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless, and I am your host, Mark Scalia, the aforementioned. And there's a bunch of ways that hopefully you're listening. Uh, The first way is through uh, our broadcasting site, Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, where we've got a a few listeners on right now. The second way you can listen is uh, you can listen through my website, MarkScalia.com. There are several people listening through my website tonight, which is actually kind of cool. They want to be anonymous. And if you want to be part of the conversation, if you want to actually live chat, all you got to do is click the box that you're listening to, and it'll shoot you right over to the broadcasting site. You sign in using a Facebook uh, address. Uh, or a different email, and then you can you can chat. You can play some of the games that we're going to play tonight, and you can play directly against me and each other and my wonderful comedic guest that's coming up uh, in about 10 minutes. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time. I'm not. It's a, it's a summer. I got a lot of stuff on my mind, and I want to get to it. And the only way I know how is with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? That's the when. Just now. Wear it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And it's here. The Happening Now Monologue, where I get to uh, bring you up to speed about the uh, things that have been going on with me and our our time apart from each other, which is actually very nice. Oh, I forgot to mention, the third way you can listen to radio, irregardless, um, you can listen uh, in the future. But your future will be my past. And by that, I mean uh, after the show is because we go out live. When the show is done, it then gets archived as a podcast to the iTunes uh, store. Um, So that's a third way you can listen. So back to the Happening Now monologue. It's been a very interesting couple weeks apart uh, from you guys. It's been really strange. I, um, I had a couple gigs. I had a gig on a Wednesday. That's why I couldn't. I couldn't broadcast the show. And the gig was up in um, New Hampshire. It was up in Meredith, New Hampshire. Uh, it was a very good gig. It was a fun gig. I worked with people I not only love to work with, but I totally respect them, what they do, 
their talent level. It was just it's such a good gig. I was treated nice. I was put up for the night. I got a, I got fed. Um, I got, you know, paid. It was just overall, it was such a good gig. And the conversation afterwards was very cool. So that was uh that was last Wednesday. Um, but let's let's put a pause on that and then we'll go to other stuff. Uh, as you guys know, I'm still fighting back issues for the past umpteen months. And uh, my workout is now consisting of um, not hurting myself and moving slow. <laughs> That's my workout dredge. So I'm still getting better. I mean, I'm getting, I'm, I think I lost a little weight and went to the doctor, had a physical. And he went, what? And, <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. I pay you. You say nothing but good things, douchebag. And I'm up here drinking celery and cucumber juice trying to stay good. I don't know. I start my classes next week, which is awesome. I'm going back to, um, to the film schools. It used to be CDIA, which was the Center for Digital Imaging and Arts, and now it's just CDA, the Center for Digital Arts. And it's just, I'm looking forward to it. I just signed all my paperwork today. So I'm very excited about going back to the school and teaching. It's been a long uh, road for them from the previous incarnation to this, so it's, I'm very happy about that. It's August, and this always makes me feel weird the next uh, next couple of weeks. My birthday is in a couple of weeks, and it happens to fall on a Wednesday where I should be broadcasting, but I actually have a gig that night, and I never like to work on my birthday, but I'm going to. Uh, and I'll get it'll tie into the the whole later on. Give me a minute. But uh, I'm thinking about the upcoming months, and October is coming ar- around the corner very quickly. And I don't know if you guys know, but last year was the big uh, debut of the hysterical medium at large in Salem, Massachusetts. And uh, it was broadcast. Uh, we actually did the show on Thursdays. And now what we're going to do is we're going to try it on a Monday for some reason. <laughs> so not my call. But we'll see if it works on a Monday. I think it might. It's a very funny show. It's uh, he's, His name is Charlatan. Uh, he's, he's known throughout the world. Uh, he's, he's wanted throughout the world and he's, he's an amazing, amazing, uh, spiritual advisor and psychic medium, or at least that's what he's saying. And more of the reason of upcoming things, I've been, uh, rewriting the, uh, the Christmas Carol Scrooge because that's coming up soon. Tickets go on sale in like, believe it or not, like three weeks. And I think even before that. And uh, we have less shows this year, so the demand is going to be very, very high for everything. And I'll be doing about 80% of all the shows this year, and I'm looking forward to that. Now, the reason for playing some of the bumper music I have played, and the reason... I'm No, I'm not moving to Monday. Yeah, <laughs> Fox is doing the scheduling, no shit. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking a healthy drink. Haven't seen you around the burger world. No, you haven't. <laughs> you don't come kind of diet. I ain't fat. I ain't fat. Uh, I think I might have that, but I don't have time to look for it. Um, so the reason I'm working on my birthday is I'm working for I'm working for an agency uh, that does a lot of corporate stuff, and it's a difficult thing because I enjoy the work I get from them, but when it comes to travel, travel is always a fucking nightmare. I uh, went to Miami to do a corporate gig last Friday. I traveled out on Thursday. I come back on Friday. This was Miami trip. 
the agency did not want to book a direct flight, which didn't make sense to me. Flew me into Miami when Fort Lauderdale would have been better because the gig was in Hollywood, Florida. Fort Lauderdale is 15 minutes away from Hollywood. Miami is 35 minutes away. So I fly out Thursday night. It's a 5 o'clock flight, 6 o'clock flight. Actually, yeah, 6 o'clock flight. I, I'm changing in D.C. So it's a good thing. I fly at like B-35, and I'm flying out of like B-32. So I'm out of one gate into the other. Bing, bang, boom, not a problem. I get into Miami, and it is almost minutes. It's 1130. I don't know if you've ever flown in Miami, but it is a fucking, it's huge. It took 15 minutes on moving, moving sidewalks to get to the rent-a-car super mega deluxe complex. My phone was not functioning for some strange reason because I was getting data and I was getting texts, but I wasn't able to make a call. It wouldn't connect. It's because Miami's got a little different whatever. I didn't know this. I started freaking out. I had Wi-Fi phone. I still made phone calls. It didn't matter that much. I get to my car and I go to the hotel. And when I say hotel, I'm using air quotes. Um, it took from the airport, it took 20 minutes to get to the get to the um hotel. And you can't use the toll roads because then they do the they read the license and then they charge you two dollars for the toll and then Enterprise Rent a Car charges you four dollars. So I had to do the secondary roads. I finally get to the hotel, drive past it twice. Why? Because it doesn't look like a hotel. It looked like a hostel. <laughs> and I'm not joking. It looked like it was a residential area. And they're doing construction on the street. And this is now I'm at the hotel about midnight. It's such a sketchy neighborhood. I couldn't fall asleep because I was worried about the rent a car being taken, stolen, stripped, all of the above. I ended up falling asleep around 2.30. I woke up at 4.30, couldn't sleep. Said, screw it, took a shower, got to the hotel. I get to the hotel, it's like quarter past six. I'm like, okay. They send equipment that I'm doing the event for, four boxes, check into the front desk. Hey, uh, I'm here doing the event, um, and I have four boxes sent to me, and I got a confirmation. Oh, that's the business center. They don't open until seven. We can't help you, which I've never heard a hotel say, we can't help you. So I was like, okay, fine. So I text the assistants. I'm like, okay, I'm in the lobby. <laughs> the the boxes finally get to me at eight o'clock when they're supposed to be to me at seven thirty. I have an hour to set up an hour and twenty minute program. The clients got a meeting from nine to ten. The events from ten to twelve. It's uh, making they make movies with their own video cameras and blah 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 blah. So everything gets set up. I get uh, double time it. We're all set. Boom, everything's working. I do the event, 10 to 12. It's great. I edit the films. I have a minimum of problems. I get all the films edited. There were like seven films. I get them all edited by 2.30. The client's doing an event next door. They wrap up a little early. Now, mind you, I'm flying out. I'm flying back to Boston. I have a 6.55 flight. Got to fly back into Miami, drop off Rent-A-Car. And the events, uh, I'm showing the movies from 4 to 4.30. They got done a little early. I got out of there half an hour early, which was great. I drive to Miami, and I go through the rigmarole, and blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm flying out of U.S. Air, which is partnering with American. Now, my flight is U.S. Air, but it's handled by American. Same thing out of Boston, but I checked in with U.S. Air. I walk all the way. took about 30 minutes, and I'm not joking. Finally get to the U.S. Air ticketing. Oh, where are you going? I'm flying into Boston through Philly. Oh, that's American. Back another 20 20- 
and it's and then the gate i had to take a and i'm not making it up i had to take a moving escalate a, a moving sidewalk to a train to a fucking train then walked more then took a bus to the and i'm in the airport get the flight and i'm like okay i want to make sure i get there i fly into philly which is a douchebag fucking yeah whatever I get into the gate. I get an A5. I have a flying out of B13. It's a quarter mile to the terminal, a quarter mile across the terminal, and a quarter mile down back to my gate. Now it's like quarter of 11. I rush there. I make it to when they start to be boarding. The plane's got a technical problem, mechanical problem. It's not leaving for another 20 minutes. I'm like, fine. Who gives a shit? I'm almost home. I make it home. I pay my my ticket, my parking. I get to my car. I hit my alarm. The fucking battery on my car is dead. Fucking dead. And it's midnight. It's like midnight, 1230. It is, I'm not happy. Call AAA. They said, you're in Logan Airport. Call Massport. Call Massport. The guy showed up. He was an amazing dude. I wish I got his name. Jumped the car on my way. Now. I got home and my wife's like, what? Because I kept her awake. This was my, this was my 24 hours, but she, she bore some of the brunt of it as well. Anyway, there was a lot of good things in the trip that bounced out. But if I didn't get any of the good things on the trip, it would have been, first of all, it was a fucking miserable trip, but I'm glad I got some good things. So moral of the story is never, never never ever go to miami ever 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 fuck it there we go you don't want to go you just don't all right real quick i gotta gotta uh you know some uh, I'll, i'm just gonna get to my guest i've wasted a lot of time in the monologue and uh, i really want to get to my guest because she's an amazingly funny uh comedian and we i just had the pleasure of working with her uh last Last Saturday night, where she did a phenomenal job. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Hello, I am Hitchbot, a hitchhiking robot from Port Credit, Ontario, Canada. This summer I am traveling across the United States of America from Boston to San Francisco with a bucket list of places I want to visit along the way. I was at the Peabody Essex Museum and met stand-up comedian Mark Scalia. He hosts a live internet radio show called Radio Irregardless. He told me because I was hitchhiking across the U.S. to be careful because people may not be as nice as Canadians. I also traveled through New York City. You'd think I'd get jacked there, but it was fantastic. I was doing great until some asshole picked me up in Philly. City of brotherly love my ass. Well, this will be my last transmission. At least until the Canadian team that built me can figure how to get me back. And for the low life who kicked me in the alley until I was in pieces, I was Instagramming your ass the whole time. You're more hated than the dentist in Minnesota. Oh, and by the way, listen to Radio Irregardless, live on Wednesday nights. And if you can't, the archived shows are available on iTunes.
And you're back at Radio Air, regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was the Hitchbot. I don't know if you guys knew. That's the last thing the Hitchbot said. But enough about the Hitchbot. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me via Skype live is the aforementioned, very funny, Linda Belt, everyone. Linda, how are you? I'm me on tonight oh it's fantastic to have you on tonight <laughs> and it's uh, it's hot so i don't mind having you on it's baby hot. honey <laughs> talk about hot um i'm having hot flashes oh, yeah? so we're, we're good we're good is it is it because of me i'm, I'm, of, the, I'm of that age oh okay <laughs> i just i may maybe i thought i had something to do with it but that's fine i was thinking i might have but anyway <laughs> linda how are you darling I am good. It was so good working with you Saturday night. I hadn't worked with you in a while. I know. It's been, it's probably been about uh, at least three or four years, probably longer than that. Probably about four years. And I just want to let everyone know that you were fabulous. Thank you. To my fabulous set. He killed everyone. (laughs) Mark was a killer. To the, to the five people listening and to the. To the potential eight listeners who download this show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they can hear about you killing in front of the fireplace in the summer. That oh, my was... God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Linda and I uh, just worked together last Saturday night. And uh, I had said that I was up in Meredith on the Wednesday. And then I was in Miami. And then I came back. And then we were in, what was it? Is it Moultonboro? Moultonboro, New Hampshire. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Because I didn't realize we were on the lake. Yeah, but just on the other yeah. side of on the other side of uh, Weirs Beach. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Great audience. Summer people, Boston people up in New Hampshire for the summer. That's who our audience was. Yeah, and they were. Uh, and I, <laughs> I riled them up a little bit. I wanted to start a little battle between the renters and the owners. Which <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Fuck. And the client was like, ah, oh, don't, don't. Yeah, you know, I love that because it's like they didn't know whether to groan or laugh. Yeah. I love that. I love when you have an audience like who they're like, what should I do? They're like, laugh or groan. They couldn't make up their mind. But you got them to do both. It was yeah. good. <laughs> they were, they were, you got them. You got that little laugh groan action going the laugh groan. It, was, it was hilarious. <laughs> and you you were doing, uh, you were doing amazingly well before I left. Uh, and you had a you had a great set. It was just so fun working with you again. Oh, thank you, Mark. So so let I'm me just... bring let me bring the listeners up to speed about who you are, and uh, you can actually do more. Now you are originally from was it New Jersey? Originally from Jersey, Jersey City, to be exact. Jersey City, and we met when you were booking a lot of things in Connecticut. I uh, yeah, I've been doing comedy eleven years, oh. and I think maybe. Oh, my second or third year in, I was I was booking a couple of rooms. Granby. And we had worked on a gig together, and we did a Christmas party together. I booked you. Oh, I, I remember, remember that. A I Christmas remember that. Party. Yeah. It was at a hotel, a function room. That's what it was. Yeah, it was a function room, and I think it was for a, like a gardening company. It was a nursery. Um <laughs> Something like that. I, I don't know. It was like my maybe third year into comedy or something. But we had met on a show. Yeah, early on. I mean, I came in late in the game. I was a stay-at-home mother for 15 years. So, I mean, I started comedy later. Yeah. I started at 44. 
At, so oh okay. well yeah that is kind of that's i mean most of the comics uh, a lot of the comics uh, that i got on they're like 22 or something like that and they're oh so in other words you're rubbing in that i'm old enough to be their mother is that where this is going okay um, no i'm still yeah. older than you i am still <laughs> older than you i don't want to hear it and by the way that gig was november 17th 2006 oh my god holiday party windsor connecticut Oh my, that was it. It was at the Hilton Garden Inn, and uh, I won't say how much you paid me, but it was cash. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I drove that far for that little fuck. God, it was what was I doing? Oh, God, I know you look back, and I remember <laughs> I remember those gigs in the beginning where I was thrilled to uh, get $25 for gas money. Yeah, and then in uh, like two months later, uh, I was at you. You, uh, I got to work with you in, at Goomba's restaurant in Granby. I booked that. I booked a show in a pizza parlor. Yeah, you got. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was exact, and it was a fun room too. You remember that? Like you stood in this little alcove yeah, in front you, of the booths. You and remember they were, that? They were, and you had to actually stand on something because people had to look over the booth to look at you. <laughs> they had to look over the booths. Oh my hey, god! Only the best. I only booked the finest. Well, then there I was. Then, then three months after that, uh, three months after that was uh, the Cafe Lebanon in Springfield, Mass. Oh my God! Oh you, my God. Uh, Why Cafe am I Lebanon? That was right on Main Street. It's weird. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. Well, he was a friend of the guy who owned Goombas. Yeah, and they heard how fabulous my shows were. The, See, they were coming far and wide to find me more. You know what the funny thing is? I'm going through this, and I'm making less and less every time. I'm going right through them. <laughs> Let's see another one, and that was the last one, two thousand seven. Yeah, they, they had me on a budget, um, yeah. and I, I tried. <laughs> uh, Cafe Lebanon was fun. That was an. I mean, the rooms yeah. were fun. No, but, they you all know, were fun. They all were. Fun. I was bringing comedy to places and audiences that normally wouldn't go to a club. So, you know, I think. Yeah. It well, was, actually, actually, let me. I don't mean to interrupt, but let me correct I mean, you. You were bringing comedy to places that. That didn't need it. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> well, that actually, night they need. That actually, Granby was it. the Granby was so like I drove through the center of Granby because that's where Goomba was. Goombas, yeah. And it's in the center of town. And as I drive into the center of town, I'm like, oh, this can't be it. <laughs> well, wait a minute, though. You haven't been back since. It's it's hip and happening. There's a Starbucks. What the really uh, in that strip mall. <laughs> So it's really, it's, you know, it's very hip and happening now. Goombas is no longer, it's another pizza place, but there's, there's a Starbucks. You mean that no, gem I didn't last? I tried bringing comedy to Starbucks. <laughs> not happening. No, no, they're, I, they're too pretentious. I would never do mm -mm. comedy at Starbucks. No, I like, I like to order my coffee, small, medium, large, and I like coffee flavored coffee. You that, know, that's too much for me. I get you. I get it. tall, short, I'm, too much for me. But I'm a D and D yeah, guy. Yeah, you, you're really taking me on a trip down memory lane with those gigs. Well, I know because I haven't seen you. And then when I was like, you know, it just so happened that I, I have like two weeks of a, a non-guest, no guest on the show. And I mean, I'm starting to book into the fall. And I was like, you know, uh, why don't I just see if Linda's available? And you know, it'd be great. And <laughs> other than maybe a Golden Girls marathon, you got nothing I going know. on. <laughs> I know. I mean, this, I, thanks, Mark. As if I, you know what came up on Skype? Like what came? You know how the ads come up? Oh no! Right before, right before you called me, you know what came up? Um, do, are you suffering from depression? Oh. 
too much belly fat. I was like, as if watching the Hallmark Channel every night in a Golden Girls marathon wasn't depressing enough. Now I have the ads. Uh, I have the ads haunting me. Do you know what they used Thank to advertise you. all the time, which I haven't seen in forever? Dones pills. Dones Oh, my God. Dones I, pills. I still, to this day, don't know what they're for. <laughs> I think I think backaches. I, I don't think. have a don. <laughs> I don't. Isn't that isn't that sad that I actually know what this stuff <laughs> is for? Like you know, but, but I'm looking here, looking at these ads, going, "This is really sad." I was talking about the Hallmark Channel, and then I see, you know, do you have belly fat? <laughs> yeah, too much body yes, I fat, do. depression. I'm like, well, I'm depressed now <laughs> after reading these ads. So, so this was. Uh, Fun for me tonight to take me away from my Golden Girls marathon. Thank you. No, <laughs> but you've been—it's—you've been doing comedy eleven years, and the reason we haven't actually worked together, and the reason you don't book any of the little rooms anymore, is because you got some stuff going on. You've been traveling. Uh, you've been on. Uh, you start to do you do the cruise stuff. You've done a couple national contests. Yes, you've been doing I, um, amazing things. Yeah, I went from. Um, I went from open my comic um, to a headliner within that time. And so, um, you know, it took off, Mark, in a way that I never thought it would. I was a stay-at-home mother. My kids were in middle school. And I swear to you, I went to an open mic one night in town um, here in the Hartford area because I am down in Connecticut. And... Um, I was just there as an audience member and I saw a woman who was really struggling at that open mic on stage, like bad. I mean, God forgive me. I mean, bad. Oh, and funny. I turned to my friend next to me and I said, dear God, on the worst night of my life, I, I, I think I'm funnier than this. And it prompted me to try an open mic. And that's how it started. But truth be told, I was a stay at home mom who needed to get the hell out of the house at that point so that's how i started 11 years ago and you've been you've been killing it you've been on the road you've been doing a bunch of stuff you you know so it's it's a happy it's a happy kind of uh what's the what's the thing not an accident not a happy set of circumstances that's it yeah yeah i mean um you know going on the road works for me now my kids are my god my kids are 20 kids they're 24 and 23 <laughs> everyone's out of the house um you know i'm no longer married but you know talk about the road i have a boyfriend who lives in ohio so i overlap when i work in the midwest i get to see him so whenever i'm booking my airline ticket and it says is the purpose of this trip Business or pleasure, I get to check both. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> where in Ohio does he live? Um, he's in Day he's in Dayton. Oh, okay, because all right, because there's a yeah. lot of shitty places in Ohio. Well, I'll tell you. Um, you know, we got a little bit of this uh, Jersey girl hooking up with a little redneck action. Um, okay, Dude. but it's interesting. But we make it work. Okay. <laughs> but we make it work, so I certainly have no problem. And you know what's interesting, Mark, going out to the Midwest, I think bookers and a lot of people in the Northeast are under the impression that a comic from the Northeast, or the bookers out there, I should say, are under the impression that a comic from the Northeast won't do well in the Midwest. 
And it is so not true. I have now worked in Indiana, Kentucky, Hmm. um, you know, Ohio, Michigan, and I do very well out there. Yeah, I I was just out in Ohio. I was in Amish country, you know, that literally we were driving down the road, going to the gig, passing the horses and buggies. And and people are under this impression that you, if you're from the Northeast or someone like me with a jersey, but the truth is they find my Jersey accent like a novelty act. They're fascinated by it. You know, so I make it work out there. It's it's actually very funny. No, but. the uh, the the Midwest or the Central. It's more of a Central instead of Midwest. Central. Yeah, yeah. the more because Midwest would be blah blah blah. But uh, there's a lot of great rooms. And oh, thank uh, you for thank you for co- uh, correcting my my geography. But oh thank no, you no, I was I'm correcting because I I because people go, oh, you working in the Midwest? Well, the yeah. Midwest is technically like Kansas. It's That's it's true. it's on that the other side. True. It's on the other side of the the Mississippi River. You yeah, know. that is true. Because you know, but I will tell you, they got a little bit of a southern accent down there in Cincinnati. You know, they border on Kentucky, so yeah. it's kind of mid. Whatever it is, it's not the Northeast, is the what twang. I'm saying. They got you a know, it's twang not Boston. It's not New York. But you've worked out there too, Mark. Uh, I actually, as uh, I've done work in Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh, um, mm-hmm. and I haven't done too much more. I mean, I've done a lot of corporate work out there. Um, but not, uh, I haven't like hit the clubs and anything like that. So, I mean, maybe we'll double up one day. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You want to work out there? I'll, I'll give you the referral. Like, I worked in Pittsburgh as well. I enjoyed Pittsburgh. Oh, I, I could, uh, I know. <laughs> Would you, oh, you work, have a story? Did, did you work at the funny bone? No, no. I worked at, um, uh, bonkers. Okay. <laughs> has a venue in uh, Pittsburgh. It's really a beautiful room. Yeah. I mean, see, Pittsburgh itself, the city, is laid out very nice. It's, it's, you know, it looks great when you're on the mountain looking at it. When you're actually in it, you can't get a cab. Everybody's a douche. And it's oh. like, it's, <laughs> I mean, it was for me. And I was there doing a contest. And it was just like, and my hotel was like 15 minutes away. And I could not get a cab. Oh, yes. See, I just stayed out in the burbs that night, um, you know, to do the show. And you're right about being on the hill because I could see the downtown from, you know, where we were up on that uh, location. I I used to know all the rivers. I'll I'll take you. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I used to know there's the Monongahela is the only one I remember. I think the Ohio River, the Monongahela, and there's another river because it's essentially Pittsburgh is a it's almost an island. It's just sitting there. Anyway, why are we wasting so much time in Pittsburgh? Let's- I know, I know. Let- so here's the thing. And when uh, I had heard you uh, you got divorced on the road, and I'm like, you know, you know, Linda, I'm like, she's, you know, comedy is one of these things that it either makes marriages wonderful or everybody fucking breaks up. And it's, and, you know, maybe it's a, it's a means to an end. But my wife still wants to be married, and I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I've, t- <laughs> I've tried. I try to mistreat her as often as I can. Stay married. Stay married. <laughs> Let me tell you, you don't need to um, buy a summer home for a divorce attorney. <laughs> because the day, I, the day I went in to speak to my attorney, I, I wrote him a retainer. Oh. I wrote a check. 
And the next time I met with him, and I kid you not, the next time I met with him, he contacted me and said, oh, I moved and I just rented new office space. So I'm so glad my retainer paid for his new office. What a do. Oh, I fucking hate lawyers. <laughs> So you you don't you don't need to buy a lawyer a new car or a new summer home. Believe me, stay no. married. <laughs> um, my career had nothing to do uh, had nothing to do with that endings. But let's let's just leave it at that. We'll but leave it at that. It had nothing to it had nothing to do with my career. There were problems along the way, and there were problems going on years before I was yeah. even a comic. So I but you're doing I can't great now. You you're doing great now. You got a boyfriend. You're on the road. You're doing your thing. You are you happy? Very happy. There you go. I'm very happy. I mean, you know, it's hard work. You know what we do is hard work. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's not it's not surgery. (laughs) No, but I mean, it's 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 not. Yeah. It's not easy. I do a lot of private events as well, Uh. and for for a lot of those, there could be a little bit of a roast involved. Yeah. Um, you know, tailoring the act. So for certain events, I, I have to do a little more writing. Yeah. And, and I'm not complaining about that because that's my job. But, you know, each gig is so different. And, the you know, the clubs are one thing, but you do corporate. So, you know, yeah. um, you know, those are that's a whole different beast. Yeah. And they're, you know, it, it, I always feel like when I do a corporate gig, as funny as I can be, I'm never allowed to be as funny as I should be and i always feel like i never earn my money enough or i I feel like i earn my money but i feel like the agent who's paying me feels like i didn't earn my money well i is it are you um are you saying that because we're censored more on a corporate gig no because it's well that's why a lot of comics and i've had this discussion with a lot of comics a lot of comics won't do private gigs because it's an uncontrolled environment you you right. have to you you most of the time you do have to be censored. You can't do a lot of things that you normally could do at a club. The venue is right, completely right. different. It's like, hey, we're having a great time, and we're going to stop that while this guy tells jokes for forty five minutes. And it's oh, yeah. you know it's yeah, like yeah. comedus interruptus, and it's well, it's it's a knife fight. The whole yeah. You know. Well, it's like when I do a birthday party and they don't tell the guests that you know. Let's say it's a guy's fiftieth birthday yeah. and the wife hires me. And they don't tell the guests there's a comic. And they're like sitting there having their cocktails, they're eating. And then like, who the hell is this broad? Yeah. I have to now listen to for 45 minutes. Exactly. Like they're annoyed. Like, you know, doesn't it suck when you have a party and a comic walks in the middle? It, it, those, are the one, those are the ones that are difficult. <laughs> because the, your audience spends their first 10 minutes staring at you going, what the hell is this? Why are you in my fucking house? Trying to, you know, <laughs> process what the hell they're looking at. You know, I did a, uh, I did a seventieth birth or sixty, sixty or seventieth birthday party, and you know, I show up and it's a, it's a neighbor, it's, it's a neighbor's father, something like that. So I did it, you know, because I had the night off, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I normally would never do it. I show up at their house. There's kids running around, which I've done that before, like kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, like four-year-old five-year-old kids they're changing a diaper in the kitchen and i walk in and they're like hey come on in do you want a drink you want something to eat i'm like uh sure and then people look at me going i know everybody here who the fuck is that guy <laughs> and then i start telling they gather everybody in the living room and it's like 
you know, like I'm a radio from the from the forties, and they're all gathered around me, and I'm trying to do my jokes in somebody's living room with kids. So it turns into like let's have let's talk for twenty minutes. So oh, I had I I had a gig one night that was supposed to be. It was like in a converted apartment building. <laughs> I was like, what the hell was? And they just like had chair. It was so bizarre. It was this like private club, and you had to be buzzed. It was like like you said, like going back in time, like a speakeasy. You know, it was like <laughs> Joe sent me. <laughs> and it's like these people think they could they could stick comedy in the middle yeah. of anything, like it's a three ring circus. No, um, no. but you it, know those. So when I say it's not always easy, I mean yeah. each each gig is is so different but you know of course i love what i do and i i could never go back to the corporate world you know at this point oh me uh, neither i'm i'm not qualified to work for anybody else i just you know, i'm fucking useless i'm completely useless somebody would say hey mark why don't you do that i'd be like, why don't you go fuck yourself <laughs> that's what would yeah, happen exactly yeah i i just yeah i and all the corporate you know, the, the corporate bullshit and lingo, I, I couldn't handle it. Like, you know, we're all on board. No, 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 thank you. Um, you know, and I just... <laughs> on board of what? <laughs> are you part of the team? Are you yeah. part of the team? I don't want to be part of anyone's team. Yeah. You know, I just want to go out and uh, do my show and, yeah, but I'm loving it. So Lone, lone gunman, that's what we are. Lone gunman. <laughs> To answer your original question, if you asked me if I was happy, I guess as happy as I can be because how lucky am I that I could be doing what, you know, I should be doing, that I actually work in my fields, in my art. Yeah. You know, how many people are actually that lucky to do it? And so, you know, I'm very, very grateful for that. Well, and and you do it, and you do it very well, Linda. You do it very well. well. So thank you should you. be happy with doing your job. And you know, something. Speaking of happy and doing your job, I got to do my job, and I got to take my second break. But when we come back, I'm going to play a quick little game with you. And I'm running very late, but I don't care because I don't have to. Well, I got a corporate gig in the morning, but so what? <laughs> speaking of shitty corporate gigs, that tomorrow's going to be good. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back, guys. Hi there, this is Cheryl Fay, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with my friend Mark Scalia. The only job he's ever had has been a paper route. He runs to mommy and daddy every time he has a boo-boo. On dates, he has the woman cut up his vegetables. He once spent 18 hours in a basement playing World of Warcraft just to get the Scarab Lord achievement. He is the most immature man in the world. I don't often go to bed without supper, but when I do, it's because I've been bad. Stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. That should that all played in reverse order. I have no idea why. Nobody told me. 
But, ladies and gentlemen, you are back listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Having tons of technical problems, but we're also having a lot of fun. Because still on the Skype line with me is Linda Belt, very, very, very funny comedian. And uh, we're going to play uh, a quick little game with you. Hey, Linda, I love your set because you actually, your material, you actually... Uh, you 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 kind of not bash yourself. You kind of bash other people through your experiences. <laughs> <laughs> self deprecation, self deprecation, and, and and along with others. Um, <laughs> you know, being this woman from like urban New Jersey, moving to the suburbs, it was like a culture shock. Mm. And you know what? If you can't laugh. If you can't laugh at yourself or just the absurdities of life <laughs> and even the everyday things, I mean, let's face it, that's that's the funniest stuff. Well, my mother always said, if you can't laugh at yourself, make fun of somebody enough that you feel better. That's what <laughs> she <laughs> I wish she said that. Anyway, here's speaking of that. Here's what we're gonna do. This that like that biting edge. I mean, it's the Northeast. It's Jersey. It's Boston. It's got that kind of biting bit. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play a game with you called Shut Up. Now with Shut Up, I actually play a clip from a movie of somebody telling somebody else to shut up. Now here's the good part. You and I are speaking almost instantaneously, so there's no downtime between me playing the question for you and uh, you actually having the ability to respond. There are five of my listeners on chat on uh, on Mixler right now that are capable of chatting in. So if they get it right, they beat you. Now there are more of them than of you, but they might be experiencing a computer delay based on servers and everything else. Blah 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 blah. So you're faster, but there's more of them than of you okay so, do you understand the rules as i've poorly explained them to you <laughs> yes i got it all right so if you need the sound again i'll play it again and if you know it just blurt it out all right here's the first one we got our rights why don't you exercise your right to shut the fuck up <laughs> we got our rights <laughs> here we go we got our rights why don't you exercise your right to shut the fuck up <laughs> any idea no. I'll give you some hints. It's a sequel. <laughs> oh, that that's a great that should, hit. That should narrow it down by about 150 movies. All I know is Shut the <laughs> Fuck Up sounds like uh, what I heard in Jersey City every day. I, I, well, he, the here's the thing. Um, I played, uh, I play, it's not Aliens. No, it's not Aliens. Um, it is a sequel. Um, it starred uh, Will Smith. Oh, 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 um, oh, Will Smith. Oh, Men in Black? Nope. Oh. Sequel with Will Smith. It's a two-word titled movie. Oh, Paul got it right. Um, it all was, right, it what was, was actually, it? It's Bad Boys 2. Oh, so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Proceed. So Paul got it right and you got it wrong. Because you're oh, wrong. No. So I was up. a bad I was a bad girl. That's fine. Well, I like if, bad if, boys if, though. If All you right. Could have been bad boy, bad girls, bad I, for someone who likes bad boys, I should have known that answer, what? damn it. But I've never even seen that you. Movie. Good for you, Paul. <laughs> so you're you're down one to nothing. 
This oh, one you'll geez. get. It's it's only two seconds. All right, which... Only two seconds. You'll get it just from the actor's gruff voice. Shut your fucking face. Shut your fucking face. You want to play it again? Yeah, Shut play it again. Shut your fucking face. Shut your fucking face. I'll give you a hint. He's He's got a very gruff voice. Oh, Mark, that could... It well. Do you want me to tell you it's Clint Eastwood? Because I'll tell you that. Is that no? That was Clint Eastwood. It was Clint Eastwood. Get out of here! <laughs> it didn't even sound like him to me. I'll play it again. Shut your fucking face! What movie was that from? I, you're you're supposed to tell me. That's the game. <laughs> well, did anyone guess yet? Not yet. Oh, then Not, I lost it's, again. No, nobody's written down anything yet. I'll give you another oh. hint. It's um, it's a car. The name of the movie is a car. Oh, um, oh God. No, it's not Unforgiven. It's named oh. after a car. Oh, oh my God! I think I know. Um, it's not I'm El. Ter- it's not El Torito. Oh, El- it's not El, not El Torino. It's not El Torino. Uh, El 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 Wapo. No, not El Grand. <laughs> no, a, a Grand Grand what? A oh, Grand Torino. Oh, she got it right. So yes. sorry <laughs> to interrupt. Proceed. Oh, so that's El Torino. No, El Torino was a restaurant that we used to go to all the time. Oh God, now I'm going to be craving Doritos. All oh night my God, how good! But how Thanks. good was El Torito as a chain? Oh my God, it was yeah, so good. I remember El Torito. Oh, I was I was drinking underage at the one in Saugus on Route One. It was awesome. Now it's El, Kelly's. I remember Rose I used to go to the one in Secaucus, New Jersey. Yeah. El Torito. Oh yeah. Oh, now I'm hungry. Little, Everybody's hungry. Thursday night happy hour. All I got is. Fucking cucumber and celery water. Anyway, that's the second one. Here's the third one. I don't know if you'll get it. It's super duper ultra tricky. Um, All right. I may give you a little bit of help. Here we go. Hey, you want a cigarette? Shut up. Did you want a cigarette? Shut up. Hey, Sharita, you want a cigarette? Shut up. <laughs> it's not good, fellas, is it? No, it's not good, fellas. Um. I'll give you a hint. Uh, I think Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. Oh, God. Jake, he was in a lot yeah. lately. It's It wouldn't be like, you know, Ronnie. I like him, too. Ronnie uh, Lightco. It might be the opposite of that. What was that hint? It wouldn't be like like. Ronnie Lightco, it would be kind of the opposite of that. Oh, um, well, if I said Lightco, uh, Darko, yes, Johnny Darko, no, not Johnny. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. He has Dar- a sister, he has a sister, Marie Donnie, Donnie Darko, Donnie Darko. Oh, t- Paul wrote Donnie Dario, but no, you beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the hints. They're good oh, hints. Sorry. Did I break you would your be good. You would Please. be good on that ten thousand dollar pyramid. You're good. You're good with those hints. I don't know. It, it, is is that show still on? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm giving my age away tonight. All right. I'm discussing hot flashes, the I, Golden Girls, <laughs> and ten thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah, all and, right. And don't so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting.
letting everyone know I'm not one of those 20-something <laughs> comics. All right, you know what I'm going to do? We're going to take our third and final break. And ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get to eat, uh, a little sampling of Linda Belt's comedy in the third Ooh. segment. And I'm actually going to do some. i got to add up those points. I'm getting a... I'm getting lightheaded because of all the uh, celery water. But you are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. You young girls do dumb things like faking. Faking it is stupid. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It's so much easier to just say, God, you suck, go home. back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a sampling, just a sample of Linda Belt uh, doing some uh, doing some uh, some very funny things. And that was at the 2014 Ladies of Laughter finalist, correct? Yeah, that was uh, Ladies of Laughter. And um, I just did a show for them recently at the Infinity Theater in Hartford. Great group of girls. Um, fabulous show, Ladies of Laughter. That was a great event. That was a great event. Thank you for playing that segment, Mark. Oh, no. Thank you for sending it to me. It's, I mean, I just, there's so much of your stuff. It's so funny. I feel bad because usually I only do a minute of a clip, but I was like, it's too funny to not do another half a minute. So it's only a minute and a half, but no, normally I would only do like a minute. I really would. But uh, it's very, very funny. So, but great job. Oh, my God. It's so funny. 
Hey, um, and uh, speaking of that, uh, if you guys want to uh, see where Linda's going to be coming up, you can free stalk her. It's very easy. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, you can stalk her on Facebook at Linda Belt, all one word. And she's also on Twitter at Linda Belt Comedy. And she's got her own website. You know, it's not like these kids today. They don't have websites. I've talked to them. I don't know why they don't have websites. You have to but, have a website. But you have a website. It's lindabelt.com. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I got a lot of shows coming up. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. I so appreciate it. Oh, don't worry about it. That's You know, I people can go there and they can see where you're going to be and things like that. And before we let you go, before we find out what you got big things coming up, uh, I want to ask you the question I ask all of my guests. You know, like James Lipton has the Inside the Active Studio and he says, oh, yeah. what would you, if there's heaven... What would you say to God? Uh, what's your favorite curse word? All that. I don't even know all that shit. Um, I, I don't watch it enough. But <laughs> what I do is I like to talk to entertainers, and I like to ask them uh, the three questions. Tell us about your first time on stage, your best time on stage, and your worst time on stage in that order, if you would. Okay. First time on stage was uh, my first open mic was at a coffee house in um, Southington, Connecticut, and it was no alcohol, okay, no cover charge. People were basically there to see music, uh. but they had this comedy open mic. It was my first time, and someone said to me, oh, just do three minutes, maybe five minutes. I think I did 20, <laughs> and, I, and I just knew I kept looking at this back door, thinking, oh, my God, if I bombed, I didn't have to walk back out through the front door. So I was like, you know, I could do this. Um, and that was my first time ever. I couldn't remember to this day one joke I said. I look back at some of that old material and go, what the hell was I thinking? Really? And thank God nobody videotaped it that night like they do now. I wouldn't even want to look at that. Oh, I um, totally that, videotaped. I, 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 I started so long ago. It, it's hard to get a video camera. We actually, uh, I audio taped it. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm glad I didn't tape my first time ever. Because <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to be my first time or my last time. <laughs> well, either just, way, either way, it would have been great. <laughs> I know. To look back, I have some early tapes, though. I do, Mark. And I was like, what the hell was I thinking? Well, but, well you know speaking what? of that, but, but you've been doing 11 years. So that was your first time. But in doing yeah. it 11 years, you've had some really high uh, moments in the game. So why not just tell us one of the one of your best moments? Oh, God. You know, that's like asking me which one of my kids is my favorite kid. I have. Well, um, <laughs> well Sophie, make the choice. And you know, you? we're not supposed to have favorites. No. Uh, you know, one of my favorite gigs actually was last summer. Um, it was a private event and it was in Indiana. Really? And, is it yeah, thunder? It was, <laughs> it was a um, it was a union group. It was the union of, of food workers and uh of you know hotel workers and uh, oh, but okay. it was like a, it was a regional union group so they were a lot of fun but i had it was michigan indiana ohio and they had it at a casino in indiana they had a dinner and then they had me for entertainment and they were just such a fun appreciative audience and one of the reasons i love that show so much was I think it was because it was out of my usual 
element here in the Northeast. So I saw it as another, you know, like milestone mm -hmm. in my career. And if I could say so myself, I, I got a standing ovation that night. Nice. So that meant a lot to me. Yeah. You and know? that's great. You, I mean, and it was, it was a solo show. I had no opening act. I had no feature. I did uh, an hour alone. Did it all and, by yourself. And carried that show. So that, that was a, that was a proud moment. Nice. You know, there were, there were a lot of things happening there that were, you know, out of your usual corporate, out of your region, working alone. You know, there was a lot going on there. Well, that that sounds just completely great. Standing ovation all by yourself. And now uh, let's turn it completely around. <laughs> Completely around. My and let's, oh God! Let's now, drop it into the let's drop it into the basement, and now tell oh, us about are, your worst are, time. These are two hilarious. This one was early on in my career. It was um, it was a woman's group at a synagogue after they had had a business meeting. Okay. Um, after someone decided, oh, let's add comedy, and not tell people they're a comedy. Okay. With the rabbi in the room and me doing jokes, I guess, that were perceived as off color that weren't really off color. And then somebody asking me afterwards um, for my number. And I said, oh, here's here's my card. And she goes, no, not your comedy card. Your card is a massage therapist. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Um, so glad you enjoyed <laughs> She thought you were a massage therapist? Well, I was a massage therapist when I was a stay-at-home mom. I was a licensed massage therapist in Connecticut. While I worked while my kids were in school, but I had stopped doing massage like when I started the comedy because <laughs> that was something I did part-time. But the most hilarious thing is doing a comedy show and a woman saying, Oh, can I have your card? And I hand her my comedy card, and she goes, "Oh, no, 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 for massage." What so I was like, fuck? "Oh, so glad you liked my." <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they were just like dumbfounded, staring at me. Who was half asleep? Uh, it was uh, not good. Oh my not god! Not good. It was a bunch of very, very uptight women who had no idea like there was a comedy show that night and it was just one of those nights where you're like you know if they told you to do 30 minutes you, you didn't want that clock to move that, that clock couldn't move fast enough my friend you paul know? just uh just wrote he said <laughs> but i i love i love those i love those nights or or the shows where you know, they come out and they're telling the other comic, oh, you were fabulous. And then they walk by you like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were good, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul just wrote, he goes, Jews are a tough audience. <laughs> you know, those, those nights. But that night, I, I, these women who were like just dumbfounded, staring at me, stone face, mm. eating their dessert, drinking their tea, looking like it was just like. Who is this woman? Why is she here? Why did we have this comic at this business meeting? <laughs> and then somebody asking me for, for my fucking, card, but that's for funny. but not for comedy. I was oh like, oh god. god, that was like the the worst hit my self esteem could have taken. But 
hey, it's comedy. See, that's see, that's why we go. And I mean, as comics, we have to go from the best show to the worst because we went from worst to best, and we'd be like, "Oh, I feel better now." It's like, no, comics can't feel that good about themselves. They've always oh, got to carry a little bit of that fucking nonsense with them. But you know, some of the bad shows is where our humor comes from. I mean, I've actually have bad shows that become part of my act because we can talk about those shows. Oh my god, yeah. Well, you know, I, we I, I, when I, uh, when I teach stand up to uh, to younger people or younger comics or people who want to do it, I tell them all the time. I go, you learn nothing from a good show. You learn nothing. All you learn is how to kind of work the audience a little bit with the timing yeah. and things like that. But when it comes to bad shows, you learn so much more. Oh, oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. More. You learn. Please, God, you know, uh, <clears throat> please don't let them call me and book me again next year. That's what you learn. Well, <laughs> you know, you just learn. You do. I, I, made, I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning. Big time. Mm. And I try to mentor comics now, you know, who are starting out. And I try to tell them what the mistakes were that I made. Yeah. Of course, they don't want to listen to you. No. Um, and I think with YouTube and everything now, I think uh, comics are putting their early, early shows online and they're not ready. And there's no way I would have wanted that show posted. Yeah. I mean, it was horrific. Um, you know, those are things that you should just watch privately and learn from. <laughs> like porn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that, that particular show, I realized I couldn't curse. And I think instead of shit or crap, I said duty or, and my girlfriend who was with me at that night, she goes, if you ever say duty or do do again, you know, you will ne <laughs> like, don't funny. do the joke before you're going to, because here I was this adult woman. I was like, what the hell did I just say? You, you know, just say poop <laughs> you know like don't do the joke oh. you know if you can't come up for the euphemism that's another thing you learn yeah. you learn when you can't use adult language i've learned to go with the euphemisms and you i've even made words up you know along the way and that's you're exactly right those are the things you learn you're like oh man maybe i shouldn't have said that joke at a private gig mm -hmm. you know maybe i think that night in a synagogue i may have been doing uh you know too many religion jokes that they probably felt were maybe a little off color but i was like well, <laughs> well i'm jewish so why shouldn't i be able to say that you know uh, because you know it's i it's always like that yeah, you, exactly. you, like people don't want to joke about themselves. It's weird at private clubs, so right, and that's and that's what I've learned, and I've learned how to read the audience, and mm. I got so much better. And now, I actually specialize in those venues. You yeah. know, I, I do senior centers, and I I know how to read a crowd. I know if I go a little too off color or risque, and I see them. I love that word risque, by yeah. the way. Um, that's another like old lady word that I just threw out there. Um, no, I um, say risque all the time. Well, we're in the risque same Risque is a great word because it's like it, it, that walks the line of not going over the line. And you get better at that. And that's why you say a lot of comics don't want to do these private shows. Right. But they are a special skill set. Um, you know, so that's how you learn. That's it. And speaking of that, Linda, speaking of learning and always doing shows, what do you got coming up? Anything big our listeners can check you out at? 
I have coming up, well, here in, um, I'm actually going to be out. I won't say the Midwest. I'm going to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ha- I'm going to be in Holly, Michigan, September 11th and 12th. Okay. I'm going to be doing a show in Dayton, Ohio at Wiley's on Wiley's Comedy Club in Dayton on September 16th, which is called Jersey Meets Ohio. And I'm doing more or less, well, it's not a one-woman show. It's my show, but I've invited a couple of, of local comics out in Ohio to uh, do some special guest spots. Okay. And I'm going to be in Connecticut on September 18th. I'm going to be down in um, Wallingford, Connecticut. And then I have, you know, a lot, October, I'm going to be... Up here, I'm doing a uh, another show up here at Lost Acres Vineyard in, wait a minute, North Granby, Mark. North Granby. Uh, remember Granby? She's Who returning. Was? She's returning. North, I'm returning. I'm going, I'm going one town over. Her triumphant Lost, return to Granby. Um, triumphant return. Lost Acres is a beautiful vineyard. And I'm doing a show that night. I have Jess Miller, another comic out of New England, uh, doing a guest spot with me. And I have, um, you know, for your listeners in New England, I have, well, then I have some other private shows coming up. I'm going back to Dayton in November, November 11th, um, for a private event. Um, I'm back in New Hampshire, Mark, for another private (laughs) event, November 7th. I'll be in North Andover, Massachusetts. Wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. November Blossom, November seventh. November seventh. No, uh, December. December. Oh, December. Oh, November seventh. I'm in New Hampshire. That's a private. Okay. Um, that's a private show. I'm in New Jersey in November. Private show. But December, I'm back up your way. I'm going to be in North Andover, Mass, at uh, China Blossom. Oh, okay. Yeah, for uh, Jenny Peasy. Yeah, you work up there, don't you, Mark? Uh, I haven't worked there in a little bit, but yes, I have. Yeah. I, I, it's a yeah. very good room. I'll be up there, actually, for the first time, December 12th, and then I'm doing a couple shows for John Parada, <laughs> uh, December 18th and 19th, still, Johnny, who you know still, is another great guy in comedy. Still rolling around, still rolling oh, around. Oh, he's great. I'm doing a show for him in Rhode Island, December, and then um, I'm back in Massachusetts on the 19th. Mm. And that takes us into 2015, so I'm out and about again. Ohio and back, and Michigan and back. And And all this stuff is on your website, on the calendar? All on my website, and I I update that regularly. At lindabelt.com, by the way. lindabelt.com. I just got a call tonight (laughs) before we went on air um, for an inquiry for Worcester. So I'll call him tomorrow, and I might be getting a gig in Worcester. There so well, hopefully you and I will get to work together again soon because it was a lot of fun uh, oh. seeing you again and catching up and and doing always. Everything. I had oh a great God. time. It was great to see always, Mark. I've always had a great time working with you. And yes, we have to do it again soon, definitely. And I will get you back down to Connecticut, and then, uh, it won't be in a pizza parlor, but I promise, <laughs> maybe I'll just. Maybe I'll bring pizza to the gig, and then we can walk down that memory lane we can, again. We can certainly do that, and we maybe at that. some point in the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we can catch up in the Midwest. Let me know, and if you're at that way, let me know, and I'll tell you who to contact. That's fine. I'll definitely do that. Hey, uh, Linda, thank you so much for being a part of Radio Irregardless. It's been amazing having you on. Everybody, Linda Belt. Oh, thank you, Mark. Take care. See you soon, my friend. All right. We'll see you later. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Linda Belt, everybody. Oh. Linda Belt. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Granby Pizza Stories. Yummy, yummy. So so speaking of gigs, tomorrow uh, I got a gig in the morning, and then I'm going to do some networking for the Salem Comedy uh, Festival coming up in January. Friday, I'm doing a corporate gig in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Saturday night, I'm off. <laughs> Not working. So it's it's still summer, so things are still changing a little bit. But as always, if you guys want to be a sponsor, a guest, email the show, email at radioirregardless at uh, gmail.com. Call 978-219-9294, any of that. Hey, maybe we'll see you next week, but we'll give it a shot. Have a great week, guys. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2015. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening.